Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I play Tam Rivor in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and uh, this is a really special episode of the show. Uh, no reviews today. Uh, it's just going to be a bunch of talk. Hopefully a very fun, um, informative discussion, because I have a very special guest with me today. I'm very honored to have him on the show. Uh, if, you're, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know him best as Orca on Star Wars Resistance. But you may also know him from Saturday Night Live, from DuckTales, and he's here to talk about all of those things with us today. Uh, please welcome Bobby Moynihan to the show. Bobby, yeah, how are you? Well. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being had. Um, yeah, I, no, I great, greatly appreciate you being on the show today, sir. I oh, appreciate no good, man. Everything you do is great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Um, you know, obviously, it's great to talk to someone who's been on uh, resistance and 100% cool if you want to have your kid on this interview. 100% cool with it. <laughs> he he is uh, pretty wired. <laughs> I get it. Uh, um, yeah, he, he's part, you watch, he'll crash for a, a nap <laughs> while we're doing this. Now, that's why you don't hear. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he he like. Uh, it was a lot easier to have him as my studio audience when he was younger and could stick, stay in his pack and play. But, um, I'm actually in but, a pack um, and play right now. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's great to have uh, someone involved with Star Wars Resistance on the show to talk about the, you know, the show from your, your perspective, but um, it's, this is especially great because it's no secret that you are a big Star Wars fan yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I always have been. Um, uh, yeah, uh, t- take us back. What's your first experience with Star Wars? I mean, I feel like the Kenner toys. The Ken- I, re- I remember, like, I have very distinct memories of going to Woolworths when I was a kid to go buy those Kenner toys and waiting for them to show up and all the different kinds. And I feel like the toys before the movies, uh, for me, uh, Return of the Jedi, I saw in the in the theaters, and I remember being blown away and and. It's just been around my whole life, but I think my my introduction was the the toy line. I can relate. I think we're roughly the same age, so same here. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, yeah, the toys, um, and then yeah, I think I guess that would make us both six when Jedi came out. Vividly remember that. I I don't do so, but yeah. But yeah, um, did you have a lot of the Kenner figures? Um, I I was a weirdo. I was a weird little kid. I would like buy. I really liked the packaging. I know I'm a weirdo. I would buy. I would buy two and keep one like in the packaging because I just thought it looked so cool. And uh, but I but I didn't have a lot of them. Now now I weird now like one of the things that I collected was now I have all the original Kenner the whole series. Oh, nice! Like yeah. something uh, I, I weirdly was like, I'm gonna that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna see if I can get all of those. 
what route did you have to go to get those? Um, it was fun. It was like a, I, I like collecting things. It was a, it was a like a year long process of either finding them or going to different comic book shops or you know I, I, the the hunt of it was was part of it too. Uh, that's what I've always liked about collecting that stuff. But uh, a lot of eBay too. A lot of sad, weird interactions on eBay. <laughs> no, I bet that's that's really cool. Um, I. I took them all out of the packaging, but I kept all the card backs. It was almost like huge trading cards oh, yeah. for me. And, um, and I think I've still got like the original millennium Falcon wow. box and put other stuff in it. I think my dad wound up using it for like Christmas decorations. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of those. Yeah. I, 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 I have a couple of stuff in the box, but uh, a lot of stuff I, I played with as a kid. That's awesome. Uh, while we're talking about figures, GI Joe to... file cards. Like I still have like all those that I cut out and collected. Uh, yeah, I've got those too. Yeah, that, that's one thing where I destroyed the package because I wanted to cut them out. Yeah, but, yeah. The, part of the fun with the Star Wars figures, you know, they had had the all all the figures on. Yeah. It, so you wanted to see like how caught up you checklist. were. Yeah, and then they blacked out the Ewoks. Do you remember? Oh, that? why did they do that? Uh, for spoilers, oh, they didn't want to reveal amazing. what the. Yeah, it was like the first two in the line. They just like it looks like somebody took a sharpie and just crossed them out on the back. That way, you wouldn't know what what the oh, surprise of the movie those. was. If ever, if I find any of those, I'll no, I'll thanks. send you one. Yeah, it's at least I could do because I do have to thank you for that signed um, uh, stormtrooper. Oh no, sweat! Are you kidding me? That I I can't believe I I actually have kind of have a Star Wars action figure. I have since made my own. I now have an Orca. I've yeah, now, that, all that was really awesome. Been, yeah, I've I've now made my own. I'm looking at them right now. They're they're gorgeous. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I was bummed they only did like one uh, wave of that line. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's cool that you got an Orca figure for yourself. Yeah, I went and made one. <laughs> nice. I, I'm not that talented. <laughs> that's really, that's oh, really cool. I had cool. someone else do it. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but uh, so obviously Star Wars fan as a kid, uh, how did you moving ahead a little bit? How'd you get into acting? Um, God, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the first thing I did, well, I, I think when I was a, a kid, I was just enjoy my, my, uh, kindergarten teacher, like did, uh, came up to me and was like, we're doing a Christmas play and you're playing Santa Claus. And I was just like, huh? And she was like, just trust me. <laughs> and I feel like that was like the first real thing of like, oh, like, and then like other, um, you know, uh, I just started doing uh, stuff like that. There's a musical the uh, a theater group in my town when I was growing up uh, called the Eastchester Youth Council. And like we would, uh, um, I would, uh, uh, do theater with all my friends and all my buddies uh, and just kind of did that for many years. And then I always wanted to draw comic books. And then when college came around, I went like, well, I'm not going to go to college to draw comic books. Like, and I don't want to like draw art, like do like hands and, and landscapes and stuff. Like I just wanted to do that. So I was like, well, let me try this acting department and kind of just, you know, went from there. But yeah, I've always, I think I just always wanted attention as a child. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just kind of barrel rolled in, into that. And for as long as I can remember, I just wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. And then that was kind of the the path. I, I did want to ask you that. Um, obviously, uh, I'm guessing most of the people listening to this knew you from Saturday Night Live. Um, I was going to ask if you had been a 
um, fan of the show before you were on it? Uh, a fan of SNL? Yes, I'm a fan of my whole life. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I have very distinct memories of listening to the taping the audio off the TV of the 25th anniversary special and like listening to it on the bus and like uh, super, super fun time. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love, I loved it. Um, I, I still do. Do you remember what season you started with? Uh, 34, 32, 34. Uh, it was 20, 2008. Okay. And you were on there nine for how long? years or nine seasons. Yeah. Okay. Till, till 2017. I I had been I've, I've been a watcher of it since like the eighty nine ninety season, um, but there there were a few gaps in there just based on where I was living and everything. But I th- I started watching again right when you came oh, wow. on, and I, yeah yeah I vividly remember that. Um, well, I mean local interest being here in Tennessee, the episode that Peyton Manning hosted that might have been before you started, but um, were you on that with with him? I think that was oh seven. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, nope, not Peyton. Um, uh, Eli Manning was there when I, when I hosted. Yeah. Okay. No, but that was an amazing yes. episode. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's when, when I found out he was going to be on, that's when I started watching again. I had dropped off for a couple of, for a couple of years on it. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. It's like, it's, it's like everyone's favorite cast is whoever was the cast when they were in high school. I feel like. That, I think that's a good, yeah. Well, for me, it was more middle school because it was the Dana Carvey, Phil yeah, Hartman, that, Victoria That's mine Jackson. too. Like, that's where I started really, like, you know, like, that's where I, my most vivid memories of staying up to see those guys, like. Yeah, we would do, um, I would, what was Dana Carvey's character? Like, um, Grumpy oh, Old sure. Man. Yeah, we would do that bit at, <laughs> at school. Matthew Harry, all the, all the grades. Yes. Now, um, I remember when you were on the Star Wars show, you mentioned um, that you and Taryn Killam were the resident Star Wars fans um, during your time there. Were there any others, or was it just mostly you two? Um, Mikey Day, super big Star Wars fan. Um, uh, I think that might have been it. <laughs> there wasn't a, wasn't a lot. Um, yeah, it was mostly me and Taryn. We, we, we had a nice little tear there of, of doing a couple – we did like one Star Wars thing and it did really well online. And then they were kind of like, do some more. So we, we got, to, we got to live a little fantasy there for a little bit. Now the three sketches I remember were, uh, the force awakens screen test. Um, that toy commercial that turned into the gag about adult yeah. collectors. And of course, uh, the one most people know about is, um, undercover boss. Yeah. 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 Uh, am I missing any or was it um, just those? I think like the first one that we did where like we touched upon Star Wars might have been there was like it was when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. We made like a Marvel fail yes. thing and the last thing was Marvel Star Wars. And we had like the, that R2-D2 was coming. I was Boba Fett. Taron was Han Solo. Jay was Lando. It's actually Mikey Day is in the Stormtrooper costume before he was a cast member. He was a writer. Oh, okay. um, now, was that the was that the Chris Pratt episode where he played, he played Leia? Leia? Yeah. Uh, that yes, might have okay. been that might have been the first like little toe step into it and and i think like costume people and the set design all kind of went like wow that was fun to like work on that like do a star wars thing and then like then then that was like the next six months was trying to get those on <laughs> oh and we also did the uh, star wars um, so yeah those three that we talked about oh 
we did the Star Wars auditions one with JJ. Sorry, what was it? It was the Star Wars auditions with JJ Abrams and John Boyega and Daisy Ridley came. I played George Lucas. And Danny DeVito as BB. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I did Danny DeVito also. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think most people remember the um, George Lucas because uh, like, uh, you wanted to co- Coke Zero. Yeah, exactly. I met Jet Lucas. I met George Lucas's son, and he was like, "My dad likes a uh, 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 Diet Coke, not Coke Zero." And I was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, let's talk about the sketches a little bit. Um, uh, for one thing, how did you? Uh, how did they get John and Daisy to do it? Was it just a one-time thing? Or? I think it was like that, you know, I think the whole thing was like the, what kind of what happens is like, you know, they were promoting the movie. So SNL kind of gets noticed like, hey, these guys are available at this time if you want to do anything. And I think that they weren't, I think the thing was they weren't available on Saturday. So we had to do like a pre-taped thing and we only had them for a little bit. So they just popped in and did that. And then JJ came and shot that thing, I think another day, like just quickly. Um but he's been amazing and he, he's been absolutely wonderful and they, they were great. I, I did like – I wish I could show everyone. I have like 45 minutes of just me and John Boyega improvising. Um, I wish, I wish I could show people. But uh, uh, it's, 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 all, it's all insane. We just lightsaber battled and, and, and it was fun. <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh it was so much fun. And uh, uh, But yeah, they, they were absolutely wonderful. And then like – after those, after those couple, they started like helping us out. Like the, the undercover boss one, that's his real Kylo Ren costume. They like sent his like photo costume for us and they, they, they like started helping us out a little bit. Like it was, it was great. That's really cool. Um, now on that, the one with the auditions, did you all get to pick like which actor you were pick up, uh, portraying like, um, Oh, um, Beck Bennett, I think, was Javier Bardem as Kylo Ren. So, did y'all get to pick that, or how yeah, does that work? I think what happens is like, um, God, I forget who wrote that, but I feel like me and Taryn had a hand in helping out with it. But it might have been Colin Jost's idea. Um, but I, I, I just, I'm just blanking on 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 who was in charge of that one. But usually, the writer just will come around and be like, "Hey, we're doing something that's kind of an impression parade," you know is there anybody you want to play? This is like, you know, it's the star Wars audition. So somebody in that world. And I immediately wanted to do George Lucas. I don't remember how, I think I was like either George Lucas or Danny DeVito as BB eight. And they were like, what's the impression for Danny DeVito? And I was like, I have nothing. I'm just going to roll around in a ball. And uh, I think that was just like the silliness of it. And like a lot of times too, you'll just try something like that BB eight and it won't work and it'll get cut or, you know, or it'll stay in and be very, very silly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think what what it was was Beck had been wanting to do a Javier Bardem, so they just you know put it put it in there, and like Kate wanted to do Maggie Smith, so they 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 put that in there, and then I think it was like eighty, like just thought it would be funny to play Winona Judd for no reason, <laughs> like that's actually my, might yes. be my favorite one in that whole. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was that, and I'll uh, who did uh, Cecily. Um play Sophia um, oh it was Sophia Ver- Ver- yeah, Vergara yeah <laughs> yeah that, that, that was just a great sketch all around yeah um, I, I love that it, it also paid back to uh in 97 when they did that um for the originals uh trilogy do you remember that one? Oh, that of sketch? course the uh, uh um Kevin Spacey I think was the host 
Yes. And he was like Christopher Walken is on solo, which was a real addition. That's what I loved about that one. And um, of course, Burt Reynolds. uh, No, Norm MacDonald as Burt Reynolds (laughs) as Darth Vader. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody needs to look these up on YouTube. (laughs) Um, And let me see the the Dell Collector one, I guess. That's too relatable for a lot of people. I would imagine. Yeah, that was literally just me. That was me writing a sketch about me. And uh, my favorite was they were like, hey, uh, how do you want to do this? Because we can't go like the props department was like, we can't go out and buy all these original toys. <laughs> so how do you want to do this? And they just came to my house. Everything in that sketch is from my house. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Side story: uh, When when I was a kid, and they had the Star Wars commercials, or G, you know, GI Joe and Transformers, or whatever, I was always jealous of the kids in the commercial because I thought, "Oh, do they get?" I didn't even think about payment. I was just like, "Do they get to keep all those toys they just played with?" <laughs> right? I definitely, I definitely kept all of the uh, toys that Mattel had sent us for that commercial, and then three weeks later, they were like, "Hey, we need to pay for those." <laughs> and I was like, and I ended up paying for most of them. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. Uh, uh, so, and then the, uh, uh, undercover boss, um, of course there's now two of them, but, um, on that first one, um, so yeah, th- that's a cool story about, that's the actual costume. Um, how did you guys get the stormtrooper costumes and the Imperial officers? Um, that? that was, I mean, the costume department at SNL was just insanely amazing. They, they made all those Imperial costumes and, and, uh, and either rented or bought the stormtrooper costumes. Um, uh, that one was like, a special one to me that might be my like my, my whenever someone says what's your favorite snl you know sketch that that one immediately comes to me first because it was just like adam driver was so good and he was just so down and it was really fun and like the the, the set department build built to the like that whole like the corridor and all the stuff and it just all looked perfect it was just I, i've never been so happy with like a piece that i did there than that than that thing uh mikey day me and taryn um worked on it and it's still one of my favorites yeah i I love watching that like anytime i I have shown it to my older son who's known as little han on the show and he well he loves it but he has difficulty reconciling like well if if kylo ren died how is he on that show too (laughs) (laughs) it's before he passed yeah i've tried to tell him that i said before no it's before starkiller base yeah. blew up you know everything's fine yeah. <laughs> these things month, month um uh, skipping ahead real quick um so the yeah now the radar technician costume showed up on resistance did you have anything to do with that or was that the producers or? Uh, the cool thing was is i didn't uh they kind of surprised me with it I, I came in one day and they were like hey we, we got to show you something and they just showed me uh a clip and i went wait, what? <laughs> and yeah, they, they decided on their own that they, that, that like they, they needed disguises. So they gave them like radar technician outfits. And then if you listen closely, me and Taryn are the stormtroopers in that episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't know the Taryn was. Yeah. On there too. Yeah. That's the awesome. two stormtroopers that are walking around, it's me and Taryn. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, obviously we're going to talk about resistance. Like, like there was there was a Matt like Matt the radar technician skin for Battlefront. Like there was a couple mm-hmm. like things that just showed up with Matt and I, I I always love it. It's the coolest. I love going to Comic-Con and seeing Matt. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> I've thought about since 
little Han has blonde hair, I have thought about dressing him up as Matt for a convention. It's, it's a great, it's a great convention costume because it's easy to make. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I respect the heck out of people who like do Mandos and Stormtroopers because that's yeah, a lot. yeah that 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 never I never got into that world, but I I respect it greatly. I I uh I like to walk around just myself and just go buy things I don't need, <laughs> but uh but uh <laughs> but uh I'm always amazed at some of those costumes. Have you ever seen like the General Grievous, like the giant? Like people are amazing what they build. Astonishing. Yeah, yeah. Um... I can't remember if it was at the Celebration Chicago or what, but yeah, the last time I saw a Grievous costume, it was incredible. Uh, yeah, there were like walking ones. There was a Rancor. It's insane. If I ever dressed up, I would dress up as Porkin. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I could probably pull it <laughs> off too. Um, oh, and I do have to ask, uh, let me see, your Stormtrooper's name on that sketch was Tim, yeah. right? So is it canon that Tim was the stormtrooper you voiced on resistance? Um, I tried, I tried to, to make that possible, but, but in, 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 yes, it is. I will go as far as saying that I love the idea of like canon being a real thing for, for this, but like it, it, I like to think it is. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, they put enough effort into that sketch to where it could, it could work. Exactly. Um, so aside from Star Wars and uh, your time on SNL, any other sketches or characters that you played that you particularly are fond of? Gosh, I mean, yeah, of course, all of them. I mean, I love Drunk Uncle, of course, and that was that was the best. But I also liked like all the little weird ones. I liked like Riblet doing that, and there was a there was a sketch like uh, a lady I played named Janet Peckinpah. I really enjoyed doing those. Um. And then in my my last season, I got like a couple like one offs. Like there was like this, I was like a lawyer named Jeremy Gans. It was the Aziz Ansari episode. Like that, uh, uh, one of the writers wrote it and just cast me in it, and I was super happy. Uh, this girl, Kristen Bartlett, she was she was hilarious. Um, but uh, there was like a, a sketch with the Chris, on the Chris Pine show. The uh, Star it was like a Star Trek sketch where I played a guy like played like an italian guy who was spock's cousin spacco it was ridiculous but i like those i liked those i like the weird silly ones that probably shouldn't have been on saturday night live and it more makes me laugh that they actually did it than anything else (laughs) um other than the star wars stuff riblet is actually my favorite character that you you. played that's awesome and weird (laughs) you're welcome i i i just i fell over when you had a microphone FedExed to the weekend update set so you could drop it. <laughs> Thank you very much. The last one that we did, it was the ending was so elaborate. You can actually see pictures of it online, but they never released it. It was I it was a, a pedestal came up in front of the desk and it was just the whole ending of, of Indiana Jones. I put on an Indiana I ripped off my my hair. I had an Indiana Jones hat with two crazy puffs on it and I had to switch the microphone out for the bag. Like Jones, and when I did, a big boulder rolled across the desk. <laughs> it was oh, wow. absolutely ridiculous and way too much, and they cut it immediately. <laughs> like that was oh, what that happened. We ended though. up doing FedEx instead. <laughs> uh, it's so funny what, what that, you think is funny awesome. at the time, and then you think about it a year years later, and you just go, "Oh, I was trying so hard." <laughs> but you didn't hold back for sure, and. I, I think most people would say drunk uncle. That was always a riot. 
Thanks. Yeah, that um, was that was a fun one to do. Uh, let me see. I, I got to tell you. I, I, um, I will say a couple of sketches that I loved personally. Uh, of course, David Pumpkins that you were in. Yeah. And um, I like you know some people like every October will watch Nightmare Before Christmas or, or some scary movie. I'm just replaying that sketch every every year. That's amazing. That's what it's for. I mean, that's why and we wrote it. We I wanted to get I, one of those sketches that would play every Halloween. That was the whole purpose of that. And of course, I, I lost count of how many times Tom Hanks has hosted, but that's what I love about him is he's always back for high comedy. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the only reason that sketch worked is because of Tom Hanks. Uh, we thought it was funny that that there was a sketch about that they weren't scary and that it was kind of about how weird it was. And, you know, it was touch and go all week, but Tom Hanks just he nailed it on air. Like that was I, I would I would go as far as saying the only time it went well was on air. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, the the other sketch I really loved from your time on the show. And it was the Josh Brolin episode. It was the high school with the haunted hallway where everything was in slow motion. Wow. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it was like, um, that's the thing. Like a, a lot of people don't ever mention it like, Oh, great sketches, but it just cracked me up because it was like, um, yeah, they were in high school and then Taryn and, uh, Nassim Padrad were like the, the quarterback and the cheerleader. So they're moving down the hallway really oh, slow to bounce, yeah. uh, bounce in California. Oh yeah. 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 Now I, I vaguely remember that one. Every once in a while I'll see a sketch on TV and I'm like, I don't remember this sketch. And then I walk into it and I get very <laughs> confused because I was in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to mention, but you, you were in it cause you got a wedgie, but that oh, was yeah, I have no recollection of that, but I'm sure it happened. <laughs> Um, I, I checked it is on YouTube. I, I, it wasn't on there for a long time. I thought maybe because of the movie, uh, the song. Copyright. Oh yeah. A lot of times they do that or it might be a different song than they aired. Yeah. But no, they, uh, they kept bouncing California, oh, in it, it. but yeah, but um, no, the, it was just the, the physical comedy of that sketch just cracked me up and I kept that episode on my DVR for like a year. <laughs> That's awesome. It was also the, I think there was the same episode where the Californians started. Oh, wow. So. Most people probably remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I remember Fred doing that bit at the in the writer's room for like a year before it. He would just come back. We would come back from break, and he was like, "We I, like, where'd you go?" He's like, "I went to L.A." We'd say, "What'd you do?" And he would just give us directions, and it was hilarious. And then, like a year later, he finally wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't remember where I saw the the behind the scenes, but they said that the when he didn't do the voice really weird until the actual until the sketch yeah airing. yeah and that's why um bill Hader lost yeah it. that happens a lot uh riblet the first time i did riblet uh i i said that's your job i said it on air i don't think we did it addressed and then that just that's what stuck and that happened i feel like that happens a lot to be honest at snl where like you'll find you'll work on something all week and then you just kind of find something last second and then that's what it becomes <laughs> well we we enjoyed your, your work on that show um and then you after that you moved on to um some other work i loved um it was on ifc uh, for the documentary now series it was uh, any given saturday yeah, afternoon yeah. where you were a pro yeah bowler. that was amazing tim robinson zach Kanan wrote that uh, it, 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 that show is amazing i was so 
I felt very lucky that I got to do that one. Um, but I think, yeah, you moved on to voice work after that. And I think that's where, you know, obviously, you know, was the subject of this and, um, but you're also on, on DuckTales as yeah. Louie. Um, I was going to ask because I know production schedules for animated series are years long. Um, which f- show Star Wars or DuckTales were you hired for first? Wow. I think it was DuckTales. Uh, yeah, I think DuckTales came first. Uh, I auditioned for that. I think I was, I was really hoping to get Launchpad. I really wanted to play Launchpad for some reason. Oh. And then when I heard that Beck got it, I was like, well, that's absolutely perfect. That I, I almost can't hear it any other way. Even the original, I feel like it was Beck's voice, but, uh, but yeah, we got cast and then there was talk that we might be taken out because we sounded too old. But I think we improvised and made enough jokes that they liked us. So they just kept us and kind of we just had to keep it really young. Um, but uh, yeah, DuckTales, uh, they knocked it out of the park. Matt Youngberg and Frank Angonies, uh those guys, they're super big, diehard DuckTales fans. And it's hard to reboot something and make it either great or better than the original. I think they I think they did. They really did. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought at first. I said, oh, they're rebooting it. That's, you know, that's yeah. a bold move. But, um, and I loved the original series. But the funny thing was, my, the thing that, as, as much as I loved the old show, I never could tell the nephews apart. Yeah. Uh, you know, they sounded the same. I, I never got the names right. And then when we get to this one, and it's you and um, Danny and uh, Ben, you're all unique and, you each have a personality to where it's, you know, it's fun to watch when yeah, the show focuses on each of you. Yeah. That's part of the fun. Now. Really smart move on their part. Yeah. They, they, to kind of differentiate them a little bit. It was also super fun. Cause I mean, like I got to play the, the evil one, but uh, <laughs> the evil greedy one, but uh, something I don't normally get cast on. So I was, I was happy. But I mean, also, yeah, actually my, my favorite, Oh, go ahead. No, I was. I had never met Danny Pudi. I was a huge fan of his. I've known Ben since we were younger. We kind of grew up in the same area, and we also did Upright Citizens Brigade together. But I had never met Danny Pudi and met him through this, and he is just a dream. I love that boy with all my heart. I mean, it's almost like a, a dream team because you know you've got SNL, you've got Community, you've got um, Parks and Rec. You know they. And of course, uh, the stuff everybody yeah, else has done. But yeah, just the, having the three of you from those sources was brilliant. That's, I thought. Yeah, that's it's it's nice that that the whole cast is is phenomenal. Paget's amazing. Uh, everyone, Kate Micucci's one of my favorites. I think Webby's like the best character in the world. I can't wait till my daughter's old enough that I can start showing her Ducktales and get her interested in Webby. Yeah, and Webby's you know she's different too from the old show too. Oh, much yeah, maybe the coolest character in the whole. Thing. Yeah. Well, I personally, I love Glomgold now <laughs> as opposed to the old show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This Glomgold is, is dope. <laughs> yeah. That's why my favorite episode uh, for multiple reasons, it's, um, oh, the happy birthday doofus strike. Oh, yeah. Beca- because it's the whole subplot with Louie and um, Goldie try- trying to get the, the extremely expensive uh, gift yeah. bags at the party. <laughs> But then when Glomgold shows up and he has to fake having a son, so he just used a yeah. marionette or no, or, or like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I laugh every time yeah. I watch that episode. 
Um, do you have a favorite episode uh, so far, like from the first two seasons? Gosh, I remember there was one episode where Louis like starts like uh, it's very selfish that I'm picking a Louis episode, but uh, uh, Louis uh, starts like his own Ghostbusters kind of thing. <laughs> that, uh-huh. that one was like my favorite to record. I re- it was it was I had a blast doing that one. Um, gosh, there, I mean, there's so many. They're 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 all so good. Uh, there are some this season. That, that haven't come out yet that are, are just mind blowing. It's like, it's like Avengers Endgame. It's just like every character from those, you know, from that Disney lineup showing up. I, I don't want to spoil anything. It's so great. Yeah. As of this recording, we just had the uh, season premiere with yeah. Goofy and, and nice callback to the Goofy movie, which is celebrating his 25th yeah, anniversary. Very- actually, actually showed that to my toddler earlier today and he's really enjoying oh, it. That's awesome. Now. Yeah. Um, and all this is on Disney Plus. So everybody get Disney Plus yeah, if you don't have it. Um, so yeah, yeah. DuckTales is going strong. Um, but let, let's get to resistance. Um, so you did say that you were hired for DuckTales first. Yeah. Since you were already in the Disney family, did that help you get hired for resistance or was that a totally independent um, thing? I think, I think it has helped in other ways. But uh, this one, I think the only time in my career, I've ever like asked my agents I, when, when star Wars rebels was on, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm a diehard Dave Filoni fan. I think this guy is the greatest dude in the world. Like, can you do me a favor and just pass this email to him? And I just wrote him an email saying I'm a giant fan and I love rebels. And, uh, if you ever have any, uh, parts that you think I would be good for, please let me know. I would love to audition. And he was super cool and got back to me and, uh, I auditioned for AP five on rebels and I didn't get it. And uh, rightfully so, I think I was wrong for it. And he was just like, Hey, I don't think you were right for this part, but you know, we'll find something. And then like, I think like a, maybe a year and a half or something went by. And then I just got a thing saying, Hey, uh, do you want to audition for this? And it, I, I didn't even know, well, it didn't have star Wars on it. Like it didn't say it was, you know, they were keeping that a secret, but the second I read it, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a star Wars thing. <laughs> and, uh, I got, I got super what excited. Says. Yeah. And then like, you know, I started hearing, you know, Dave Filoni's going to be there and I was like, Oh, maybe it is. And then it was, and, uh, I went into audition and I think I auditioned with, with Jim, with Jim rash. And, uh, we just, I, I had known him briefly. I was a fan, but I, I had met him briefly through Taron Killam and, uh, and we just kind of hit it off and, and, and hit the ground running. And I, I remember leaving the audition going, wow, that went shockingly better than I could have hoped. And and I hope it works out because if I end up in a Star Wars cartoon, I'll, I'll, I'll go to sleep and never wake up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I didn't know you and Jim had auditioned. Yeah. Together. Yeah. We, we, we kind of, we kind of went in and, and, and just played around a little bit. They, they let us like do a scene and then half improvise. And some of that improvised stuff, I think made it into the first episode. Oh yeah. That was actually yeah one of my questions. Um, I was going to ask how much you and he improved uh, as far as your dialogue during the series. Um, I feel like they we would. I feel like how it went was we would normally. I, I don't normally record with the other actor, you know, for 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 voiceover for animation. But me and Jim recorded almost everything together, uh, and uh, we got to you know we would kind of do the scene and then the last pass of it we would do the scene and then improvise at the end and they would use some of it usually when you hear them bickering or fighting over something silly at the end of a scene it's that's just stuff that we made up as we were getting out 
But then I would also, Jim isn't a huge Star Wars fan, so I would like improvise. Like at one point they said he was in a band and I tried to say that he, that he got kicked out of Max Rebo's band and like he didn't know what I was talking about. And then like Lucasfilm was like, hey, we can't mention Max Rebo's band because if we do canon wise, then we have to figure out how old Flicks was during that time period. And there's like the, the amount of, of, uh, backstory and minutia i would always try and shoehorn us into other things like forrest gump <laughs> nice um yeah so uh was it just you and jim or did you record with the other cast members yeah too? i got to record with uh christopher sean a couple times and and then towards the end it would be just like the whole cast was in the room together kind of and i remember the finale we did all together and that was super fun oh cool um, was it like that on DuckTales or yeah. is that more solo? Uh, that was DuckTales was almost all solo. I feel like uh, I feel like I, I only recorded once with Danny and Ben and that wasn't even for a real uh, episode. That was like for a video for the Internet. <laughs> oh, was it? um where they introduced everybody who was playing who? Uh, that one. And then there was one where like the three of us. Uh, were kind of making fun of David Tennant. I don't remember. It was like for season two. Maybe? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. It was uh-huh. like a video they made of us kind of rec- fake recording of recording session. Okay. Um, now, how did you come up with the voice and um, demeanor for Orca? I, I think I had come in with like a couple different like voices like I, I remember being super nervous like I, I i i think it's hilarious i was on live television for nine years and i was never nervous but like i was the two most nervous i've been in the last couple years were that audition and then when i recorded for some reason i got super nervous when i recorded the stormtrooper voice the first time because i was like it has to sound like a stormtrooper <laughs> like i got like shockingly nervous for it but uh yeah i think i tried a couple different voices for orca and then the original script, they weren't called Orca and Flicks. They were called Oscar and Felix. And they were kind of like the whole thing was like they were the odd couple. So once I heard Jim's voice, we kind of went for like a more gruff, like uh, I think it was Dave Filoni. It was kind of like, what if we made him like a real gruff, like, you know, kind of guy. And I, I, I do that, you know, a lot. So I was I was ready and to go with that one. But I love doing Orca. Um. Was Orca always a Shadra fan, or did you have any input into that? Was Orca always what? A Shadra fan, the oh, species? Yeah. I, I, I thought you meant like a fan of something else. I just didn't. No, uh, no. Yeah, sorry. yeah, he, yeah, he was. I remember when they showed me the design, I I, I, I teared up. I was just like, that's that's it. That's it. I can't believe it. I love him. I love his little beard, his little fat body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, what's funny is, you know, obviously he's based off one of the cantina creatures for those who don't know. And, um, what's that? That's right. Yes. Um, but what's funny is there's been a couple of female chapter fans in books, books lately in, uh, what Inferno squad and black spire. And I listened to the audio books and both times the female reader would go very high pitched. With, uh, with the species so i was i was really curious how you were going to yeah, handle it and um <laughs> but I, right well i i do think uh the voice does fit the character and how you portray him anyway so that i thought that worked really trying well trying to do the complete opposite of jim 
that that works too. I'm also um, playing so, Yanni, that Godel oh, uh, on on Resistance. Yeah, I was going to ask how do you how does that come about? Where they do they just ask you in the room? Hey, can you read for this other character? Or um, is it planned in advance? I think they knew I would do anything, and like I think they uh, they knew that I liked playing different characters. So like when one would come up, they would be like, "Hey, do you mind doing this?" And I was like, "Sure." Uh, I also uh, the the stormtrooper uh, just came about. They were like, "Hey, do you want to do a stormtrooper voice?" And I was like, "Yes." But then I ended up doing that one a couple times, and then. Uh, that character Yanni the Godel. That was just me trying to do a tribute to Jim Brewer as Goat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have to go back and watch. Yeah, it he's now. in the. I think the most lines are maybe in the pilot, but it's 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 on my IMDb. I'm sure you can find it there. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm uh, yeah, I, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, to so yeah, Clone Wars, oh, okay. which was that was nuts. Yes, you are now in multiple Star Wars series. Um, it was it the same kind of deal where they just asked you to do that um, too. That one, that was like a special surprise. That was like I had, you know, I was I had heard that they were doing Clone Wars, bringing back a final season. I couldn't believe it, and then I just got a call out of nowhere saying, "Hey, do you want to play this?" And I, I've never answered an email quicker. I actually, I think I got cast as somebody else. I was a different character, and then they changed it to that to, to the character that I played. But uh, it was like pin. Pintu Sanel, I believe, is the name. Yes, uh, yeah, Pintu. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, it's the the arc that's going on as of this recording with Ahsoka and the Martez sisters. Uh, you play Pintu, uh, the guy who comes looking yeah. for money. <laughs> uh, not a good guy. Um, uh, yeah, I also love the the design of it. The uh, the design of that character is absolutely insane. I think it was they just or they had, they had just released a couple pictures of. It was one of Ralph McQuarrie's original drawings. Was was that character, and they oh, nice. brought it back. It's amazing. That guy is astonishing. Yeah, I I never get tired of looking at his art, and yeah. and the fact they always they're still after forty years finding a way to incorporate it into new material. Yeah, and the fact that there was so much of it that it's still still new forty years later, and like a lot of people, you know. I love George Lucas for the fact that he gave this to the world, but a lot of people don't give Ralph McQuarrie the credit <laughs> for, you know, essentially helping to create some of the most iconic, you know, visuals ever, you, you know, like he drew that millennium Falcon, all, all that stuff, all those original drawings are, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. No, he really doesn't. Um, I was listening to Anthony Daniels book and he mentions that he didn't really know what to do with C-3PO till he saw the art in George's office. Wow. I, re- I, I got halfway through that book. I got to finish it. Yeah, I I started it. And then once Rise of Skywalker downloaded, I started it. So just too much to listen to right now. Um, so, yeah, you're in Clone Wars. Uh, of course, that season's over so that was your only appearance i'm guessing right in clone wars the pinch- yes okay but um and i won't ask about oh, what oh, you sorry. what's that I, I won't ask about any upcoming star wars because i know you probably won't be able All to say. I'll say is i'm not allowed to say okay yeah. <laughs> um so um so yeah you mentioned taryn was on the show was that 
Did you, did you bring that up or did they have them in yeah, mind? Yeah, once anyway? they once they told me that they were going to have essentially like a reference to Matt with with the radar outfits, I went like, we got to have Taryn, right? We got to have Taryn be a stormtrooper, and and uh, and we did. We we almost recorded a line. We recorded it, but they didn't use it. Uh, we we wrote a line where the two stormtroopers were walking by at one point and they were like, it's him, man. He went, I don't know. And it was like, just like they were talking about Matt, <laughs> but, it, it just it <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was, we tried to get, I think they tried to get Leslie Jones too, but she wasn't available, but yeah. <laughs> that that, would, that yeah. would have been great. <laughs> um, yeah, th- this is, one of the things that's been really fun, uh, I guess I, I pay more attention because I review all the shows, but I, you know, I wait till the credits and I see who played who. And I'm like, they were in this episode. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's like, I, I, I didn't know that Paul F. Tompkins and, and Pete Holmes were in, uh, resistance until I saw the episode until I saw the credits. Um, oh, cause you, they recorded yeah, separately. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was, um, that was like, of course, the big centerpiece episode for your characters. Yeah, um, that was super nice. I think, I think by the time we had finished season one, I think they knew how much we loved doing it and how much I loved playing Orca. And that, I think that was kind of a gift to us. They kind of like wrote us an episode, and I, I was actually now that the now that the the show you know is, is no longer around, like that that's a special one to me because that yeah that, I felt like that was that was a gift to fifteen year old Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, from beneath was one of the standout episodes of season two. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot, and there's a lot of great episodes, but that one, that one, super cool. Um, do you uh, do you have favorite episodes from those two seasons? I think that that one and uh, uh, gosh, I love the whole pilot, like and the finale. But uh, yeah, selfishly, that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, my favorite flicks in Orca was probably, um, I think it was Unfinished Business when uh, they put Kaz in charge because they were going to go see uh, Flick, Flick's yeah. mom. <laughs> and you gave the whole, um, you were explaining like, you know, um, customers always right, take yeah, their money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, the, the shorts, <laughs> the the shorts that they made, there, there's, there's one of them that's like my favorite, the we did a couple sh- I think they're on the first season DVD and th- those were super fun to make. They did like a couple. Of they are. Yeah. I begged for a long time and, and I wrote a, 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 a spinoff series called Orca called office of acquisitions. That was essentially just Orca and flicks. Uh, you find out that like all the props throughout the star Wars universe, like where did Han get the wrath tars? And it was like, they got them from Orca and flicks. And like, it was like, like it was just, I just like Forrest Gump them where I just went through every prop I could find, like Chewie's metal and stuff. And I just tried to like shoehorn them in that they were the reason why all those props went missing. <laughs> oh, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> I, would, I, I would watch it. Um, I'll write it for you. Yeah, yeah please do. <laughs> um, um, but besides Flix and Orca, obviously, did you have any favorite characters on the on the series? I always loved Tam. Tam, like everything about that character, from design down to you know attitude, everything. I I, I really really enjoyed Susie's performance. She's such a phenomenal actress. Like cartoons are 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 fun and silly, and ours was too. But like 
she got deep, man. She was really, really good in, in that. And uh, that, that character uh, really stood out to me. I really like hype Faison, Donald Faison. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I was um, wanted to make sure I mentioned him because, you know, he, obviously he was a huge Star Wars fan too. And I, I thought it was great when the two of you got to go to uh, Galaxy's yeah. Edge for the preview and that, that picture of you two on the Falcon, that was, that was just precious. <laughs> that was a special day. We've actually stayed very close because of that experience. I think, uh, I just spoke to him today. Uh, he's, he's wonderful. And yeah, we were both fans and I think we both kind of have been riding this, this star Wars wave right now and, and, and are enjoying it greatly. Uh, but yeah, we met, we met doing this and, and, uh, I had never met him before. I was just a fan and, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a really good dude. Also, have you have you ever gone on his Instagram account? He's super into stop motion animation and makes yes, a lot I do of follow it. Follow him. Yeah, yeah. His stop his stop motion. I mean, it's like um, Robot Chicken quality. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. does a really good job. He worked on Robot Chicken. He helped them out, and that's where he learned. Like he he. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff with them doing voices, and then kind of got into it there, and just kept doing it. He's fascinating guy. Really, really, really talented dude. Yeah, everybody follow Donald Faze on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I loved hype. Uh, Tam was great. I, I got to meet Susie last summer yeah. at a convention, and uh, you could tell how much like thought and work she put into Tam yeah. and her journey. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I talked about it um, when I did this series review. I mean, the story really became about her, like, you know, get, uh, losing her, getting her back. But one thing I loved about the finale was that there was a moment for all of you. You know, every character we met, big or little, you had your time to shine on the yeah. show. At the they end. were super cool about that. Uh, I think I think originally it wasn't that way. And then they, they kind of brought everybody in and it, it was a very special record. And, and yeah. I love that. I love that Orca and Flix kind of got there. The last shot of Orca in that series of Orca and Flix is Orca, Flix, and and GLN, their, their droid. We we just called mm -hmm. him Glenn. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the shot of them all pointing the guns like they're they're ready for battle too. And I love that. I love that shot so much. Yeah, that was really sweet. <laughs> um, no, what what do you well without. I don't, giving anything away for, um, for a future project. What future do you see for Flix and Orca and Glenn and Bitey after the, what we oh, saw at the end? Oh gosh, I think they're just a happy floating space family somewhere right now, still trying to make ends meet. Uh, <laughs> they'll, they're, they're, they'll always be the same, I think, but Oh God, I would, I would love to see them again in some capacity, preferably live action on the Mandalorian. But <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Hey, we don't know how old they yeah, are. Exactly. You know? They, you know, they could be like Yodas. They could live for thousands of years. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, before we wrap up, uh, do you have any other upcoming projects that you'd like to tell us about to watch out um, for? To, I mean, I'm on Tina Fey's new show. I have no idea when that'll be out because of a pandemic that's happening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on right now. I'm working on this cartoon that I wrote called Lofi, uh, that'll be out on Comedy Central, uh, pretty soon. Um, it's about a, it's about a manatee that sells weed and is a single father. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. That's yeah, not for your kids, but <laughs> no, no. 
I've tried to keep them off Comedy Central. They start uh, the older ones starting to ask about. Oh South Park. yeah, well, someday. <laughs> yeah, someday, not yeah, not when exactly. you're seven. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, thanks, thanks for talking to me, man. Um, you've always been you've always been so great, and I love how much you you love the community. And as as a father myself, it's always great to see how how you treat your son and everything. So, I I, I think Star Wars is that's what it's about. It's about you know family and connection and, and stuff like that. So every that that's why i did this you you've always been really great so thank you for everything you do i i appreciate that um and and thank you um yeah i thought that's the whole reason i started this show is because i thought there's this new star wars show coming out geared for kids it's gonna be something i can share with them and and i mean it snowballed into where i am now getting to talk to you about it and i i really appreciate what you've done um but before you go uh let everybody know how they can follow you on social media um you can go on twitter uh I, I i am i'm awful at it you can see that i posted six months ago uh at bibby moynihan <laughs> uh, i think that's my instagram too but I, i'm terrible at social media well <laughs> i'm not much better but um uh, yeah but everybody can follow uh, me follow the show at radio Dakar on instagram and twitter um all the episodes of the show, all the reviews of resistance and everything else are on most major podcast platforms, anchor, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, Google play, uh, whatever you like. Um, but Bobby, thank you again uh, for a great show today. It was so fun to talk thank to you, you, man. Love talking star Wars. And, um, I will let you sign it out for everybody today. Hey everybody, this is Orca. And I just wanted to say, May the force be... Wait, what is it again? May the... Hey, Flex, what is it? It's may the force be with you. I'll thank you. Thank you, Flex. Sorry, guys. May the force be with you.